You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Doing fine. Doing fine. Uh, it's a beautiful fall day in uh, Mobile, Alabama. So it, we must be nearing playoff football playoff time, the postseason. We're getting there. Uh, this episode is brought to you by McDonald's. want to tell you something really quickly about McDonald's. Got a five-year-old daughter who is taking a dance class and then a hip-hop class. My, my five-year-old daughter loves dancing, and she watches YouTube constantly, and she can dance. Like nobody's business. I mean, it's like, it's crazy. But anyway, the five-year-old taking hip-hop, who would have thunk it? My daughter taking hip-hop, who would have thunk it? But um, anyway, after this dance class, and I'm picking her up tonight, she always wants to go to McDonald's. So I've been taking her there. She gets a Happy Meal with extra pickles. And um, that's her that's her thing. That's what she loves to do. So McDonald's is a great place to take your five-year-old after hip-hop. Just want to let everybody know that um jimmy it's the prediction episode um we're gonna have an abbreviated let me are you did you turn on your leaf that, <laughs> that is a mobile city bus blowing by me on my walk to the quiet area i'm getting okay. to a quiet area i am not in one right now but just about okay. uh in this abbreviated first segment want to ask you what you thought about the basketball team from the other night i mean obviously now this is going to be Friday's podcast and the game happened on Tuesday and we've already since talked to Brian passing, but uh, go ahead and get your basketball thoughts just for the minute. Sure. And then we'll go into predictions for the next two segments. Yeah, real quick. Uh, I, I would just say that you're not going to play your best game of the year every night out. No one does not Duke, not Carolina, not Indiana, even with our new, our new trip to basketball's elite. It doesn't mean that every night out, you look like a national championship team or a final four team. So you're going to have nights when you turn over the ball or, or you don't shoot well, right? I mean, that's just going to happen. So if if you, you play on those nights when it doesn't go well and you still manage to pull out a win, that's the sign of a very good team. That's a sign of a championship team. So I, I was actually encouraged in the sense that that's a game that previous Alabama teams almost certainly would have lost. But Alabama didn't win because they have some mental toughness and enough talent to where, hey, when it came down to crunch time, they did, uh, they did find a way to pull it out against a team that I think is going to prove to be pretty good. Uh, South is, is a legitimate contender to win, their, uh, to win their league. They are. And, look, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, and this is what I talked to Pascal about. Look, it's, it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. They, Yeah, they had a rough night. It wasn't their best night. But – I mean, they learned something. They played a team that was tough, a team that was gritty. We talked about Jimmy Ward and uh, whatever his name is, Tart from Mobile, that are now playing the NFL that didn't get offers from Alabama and Auburn. And uh, those guys play with a chip on their shoulder, and so did the kids from South Alabama. And a lot of them were uh, SEC transfers. So, you know, they're probably kind of pissed, like, hey, we think we could have played in this league. And, you know, now we're at South Alabama. No offense to South Alabama, but it ain't the SEC. So I think that um, they probably look at this yeah. as an opportunity – to, to really show out. And so it doesn't bother me uh, that Alabama lost. Hey, look, the flip side of this, 
was Oregon got the hell beat out of them at home by BYU at rank number 12 and Michigan rank number four lost by three to uh, Seton Hall. So, I mean, hey, could have been worse, right? That's right. Uh, they pulled it out. They found a way. And it, it's just not going to be pretty any every time. If somebody watches that game and goes, this isn't a Final Four team. Well, go go pick out a random Final Four team and look at their look at look look at what they did over thirty games. You're going to find losses to someone they shouldn't have lost to, or very close wins to someone who shouldn't have challenged them. You'll find that in basically every instance, except the all-time great college basketball teams of all time. And 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 no one anywhere is saying that about this Alabama team. That this can be one of the great teams ever. People are just saying, hey. Everything goes right. This could be a special season, and uh, still can be, no doubt. I, I just think, I just think Tuesday night's game against the Jags is a is an outlier and, and won't be what we see most nights. And tonight we have a game against Oakland, which will, uh, you know, be another tough game. But I think Alabama will pull it out. Meanwhile, let me tell Money you ball. about Moneyball. Moneyball. Let me tell you about McDonald's. This episode of Locked on Bama is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team or the away team can come to recharge. It's the place where you look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your weary legs and to refuel. Look, come in after that little league game. Stop in after a big sporting event. Uh, Come in to connect to Wi-Fi when you need to get some work done. Birthday parties, whatever you want to do. McDonald's, I'm loving it. Also, Want to tell everybody about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is where you want to go to get that bet in. Look, this website is awesome. I know you're betting out there. You want to bet at betonline.ag. Use promo code locked on. You'll get that welcome bonus, 50% welcome bonus. So if you put in 100 bucks, you can play 150. That's pretty awesome. You can go bet on the tide when they play college basketball. You can bet on the tide when they play college football. You can bet on there's props, there's NFL games, there's whatever you want. Reality TV, you can play poker, you can play blackjack. BetOnline.ag is the place to go to get that bet in. Basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, UFC, whatever you want. Favorite casino games, they got everything. BetOnline.ag is the fastest, easy way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you about Built Bar. Built.com is where you go to get that delicious, nutritious Built Bar. These things are awesome. Jimmy and I have them all the time. Good for a keto or a keto diet. And I'm telling you, you can't beat them. You can beat an egg. You can beat a bush. You can't beat Built Bar. Go to Built.com. Use promo code locked on. Get a discount. Uh, we would appreciate that. They got all the flavors you want. Covered in chocolate. It's like a Three Musketeers bar that doesn't make you feel guilty and doesn't make you fat. How about that? I mean, that sounds like ambrosia. And that's what it is. By the way, it's better than ambrosia. You know what ambrosia is? Sucky. Because it's just oranges and uh, like coconut and tangerines or something and pineapple. That was, ambrosia was called food of the gods. No, Built Bar is food of the gods when it's chocolate and it tastes delicious and it doesn't make you fat. It actually helps you maybe lose weight. Yeah, that's food of the gods. Food of the skinny gods. Now, maybe you worship Dionysus or something like that. The 
the fat god of wine. I don't know how I'm getting off on all this. This is Greek mythology crap. I don't know what it means, but I do know what this means. Go to built.com and get that delicious, nutritious built bar. Jimmy, I've gone off on a lot of uh, tangents and rants. Bringing Dionysus into my built bar uh, live read, that's a new one even for me. I was, uh, I'm always, I sit back, it's kind of like, if I'm like the lead, it's like I'm Sammy Hagar, David Lee Roth, and we're doing the show, and I'm talking to the mic, and then you get to do your live reads. I feel like I'm getting to sit on the side of the stage and watch Eddie Van Halen do his solo. It's like that. It's amazing. Did you know Dionysus was the god of, of wine making and wine? Um, yes, uh, I did know that, but here's the weird thing. I've known that for about one month of my life because I saw a tweet about it recently. I saw a tweet about it. I saw a tweet about it, and I'm like, I've never heard of this in my life. But I saw a tweet. I quickly Googled and read a few a few lines because I was like, huh, I didn't know that. That sounds like somebody I should know. If so you Google I, I didn't know that, but I've only known it for like 30 days. If you Google his images, like they're kind of funny. Like some of them, he's a little bit chunky. Like most of them, he's a Greek god, you know, sort of you know, pretty chiseled, but um, I, I've seen Dionysus images where like, okay, this looks more like what Dionysus would be kind of chunky. Uh, drunk, drunk, yeah, shit, drunk. shit pouring out of his mouth, shit, shit coming out of his mouth. His Greek God, goddess wife is like packed her luggage and she's leaving his cave or whatever. <laughs> Cause she started putting up with her alcoholism, uh, all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> oh, that happened. Uh, we, we think that didn't happen back then. Oh, that happened back then. Yeah, that definitely about happened. It. Probably happened um, more often, frankly. There was less to do back then except get drunk. Now we can come up with some shit to do that's sober. But back then, I think I think they did everything drunk. And I would be drunk as hell if I had to go fight one of those uh, Roman wars. Oh, you'd have to be. Because, I mean, yeah. you really get nothing out of it. I mean, <laughs> you're fighting for just one other dude. You have no freedom. I mean, <laughs> you... you, you I mean, I can't believe more people did, just didn't revolt back then. <laughs> I think one thing that has improved over the years is war. At least now we can slaughter the shit out of people. People are obliterated and die before they even know that they were hit. You know, you're just yeah. just split second and you're, you're dead. Back then you had to get stabbed nine times and then you died a month later from gangrene and an infection. Okay. I know this has you know? nothing to do with predictions. But Louis C.K. had a bit of time about um, how we're all so spoiled that, like, okay, we get on a a plane and we're in go from New York to Los Angeles in four hours. And if there's so much as a uh, a delay, or in his instance, he was like, the guy next to him was like, oh, great, the Wi-Fi isn't working. And Louis C.K. was like, at the time, this had sort of just come out. You have Wi-Fi on planes. And Louis said he turned to him and said, Hey man, how does the universe owe you something that didn't even exist five minutes ago? You know, and he said, by the way, you know, we are essentially Greek gods right now. We're in a chair in the sky. He said, you know what? When people used to go from New York to Los Angeles, it took seven years and you would die along the way and your best friend would marry your wife and they wouldn't even bury you. They just put rocks on top of your body with a stick and your hat on it. And he was like, why don't you lighten up? <laughs> Pretty good. 
prediction. Um, yep. And by the way, this is the. Do you remember that? Boy, I don't even know if it's politically correct to say this anymore. But this is the only this is the only thing that popped in my head. You remember that movie Mask with the really I do. unattractive kid and Cher? Yeah, which one was the kid and which one was Cher? <laughs> you got more. You're less PC than I am. I don't even know that we can talk about the movie anymore. But anyway, um, this is the mask of SEC weekends. Far and away, Alabama-Arkansas is the best game. Far and away, the second best game is Auburn-South Carolina. And that game is putrid. But I'm going to make you predict Auburn-South Carolina because I don't like you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'll I'll say this. Uh, I might surprise people here. I'm not going to pick South Carolina to win just simply because I don't want to be that guy who's just saying something just to to, to say it for fun. Uh, I think Auburn's going to win the game, but I think it's going to be close. I think it'll be close. And I also think that uh, I'm not going to be stunned if South Carolina wins. They're not terrible. South Carolina's not terrible. Auburn might be terrible with T.J. Finley. True. It's true. So I don't I, I don't rule out South Carolina winning this game. I don't, I don't either. The spread the spread's only seven and a half, so it's not crazy to pick South Carolina to win. Um I want South Carolina to win, obviously, but I'm gonna pick Auburn to win. Um sort of the you know, just because I mean I don't want to get my hopes up. But um yeah, I, I think it'll be a tough game for Auburn, but I think that if Auburn will just run the football. If they'll just hand it to Tank Bigsby and moderately block, I think they win the game, you know, by 10, 14 points. So, all right, Jimmy, let's uh, let's take a break. When we come back, Alabama-Arkansas prediction. All right, Jimmy, Alabama-Arkansas, go. Yeah, you know, uh, when I studied Arkansas this week, I mean, I really try to study the opponent best I can these days, prepare it really well. Uh, and I was surprised to find they're not as good defensively as I assume they might be. I've seen them play a few times, and there's a lot of talk about how great Barry Odom is, and, and, and A, I am a fan of Barry Odom, and B, I do think this Arkansas team plays hard, and they're physical, and they're a pretty good football team. They're right. They're 7-3 and three and ranked in the playoff committee rankings, so this is a good team. They're just not as good defensively as I assume they might be. I think Alabama gets – Maybe doesn't hit their average because Arkansas is above average, but I think Alabama gets close. And Alabama averages over 40 points a game. So I'm going to say Alabama scores 38 in this game, uh, which is a really good productive game against a legitimately good SEC football team. So I say Alabama gets 38. Now, defensively, I happen to think Alabama's playing really well right now. Top five nationally in total defense. Arkansas is a bit one-dimensional. They run it really well, and they throw it efficiently, probably because they run it so well. But with Alabama taking away a big chunk of their run production, I doubt K.J. Jefferson throws it quite as well in that kind of scenario. I think Arkansas moves the ball. I think they have their moments. It'll be enough to frustrate the people that have just given up on Pete Golding. Arkansas will move it and maybe score enough to where those people won't be happy. But in the end, I think Alabama holds Arkansas to right around 300 yards and 10 points. So Alabama 38, Arkansas 10. Um, okay, I, I can buy that. 
And I think it's going to be so fact, I'll say 38 to nine just to be different. Um, but Georgia beat them 37 nothing. So that's the measuring yeah. stick, right? Georgia beat them 37 nothing. That to me is a measuring stick. I just don't feel like, um, I still feel like we're not clicking at the moment. And it worries me. You and I have the theory of you play your best couple times, worst couple times, in between is what you are. I'm getting to work. We're running out of time to play our best game. And so I'm wondering, have we already played it? Um, I don't want to play. Against Mississippi State. We were good against Mississippi State. Yeah, we were yeah. good. Yeah. Um, okay. I can buy that. Um, Beat a ranked team by 40 in their own stadium. Yeah, Pretty they did score a touchdown. Okay. Maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I should reevaluate that. Um, but I, I hope Alabama doesn't play its best game this weekend. Uh, frankly, uh, I was just on ESPN, the ticket out of Montgomery, and they asked an interesting question, said, what's Alabama's better path to the playoff considering they have a loss in these next three games? Is it to uh, beat Arkansas, lose to Auburn, beat Georgia, or is it to beat Arkansas, beat Auburn, lose to Georgia close? And I said lose to Georgia close because I can't imagine the committee overlooking the fact that Alabama goes to Auburn and loses to a backup quarterback and a backup kicker. Um, but, and I also think Alabama would drop so far that, I mean, a, a miracle would have to happen for Alabama to get back in it, even if they win the SEC, because Georgia's not going to be left out and be punished for having to play uh SEC title game um, regardless. So Georgia would get in a la Ohio State getting in when Penn State won the SEC championship, I mean, Big Ten championship a few years ago. So uh, I, I think the the better path is for Alabama to beat Arkansas, beat Auburn, and lose close to Georgia. But, you know, my only hope here, and frankly, Jimmy, I'm going to tell you, my hope is running low on the fact I, – I, my hope is high we win – my confidence is high, I should say, that we beat Arkansas and Auburn. My confidence is very low that we can beat Georgia at, in this moment. Maybe that changes, but in this moment, I'm not confident at all we can beat Georgia. Uh, I think we can beat Georgia. I'm not uh, ready to predict the outcome of that game. I want to see these next two. Arkansas is a good challenge. Um, I think Arkansas is a good prep for Georgia because Arkansas primarily runs the ball. Georgia cannot beat us throwing it on every down. Georgia's going to have to run the ball to have success against Alabama. Arkansas must do the same thing. I think Arkansas is good prep for our defense. And it's really not bad prep for our offense because while Arkansas is much less talented than Georgia, they are very physical and they will play hard just like Georgia does. So I think this is good prep. And, and again, I think it's a good measuring stick. If Arkansas plays us really close and we look at that, well, Georgia beat them 37 nothing. Uh, that's got to put a little fright in you a little bit. But uh, I, I think Alabama is going to play – you know, it might not be 37 to nothing, but my hope is that, that Alabama's performance against Arkansas measures up to uh, to Georgia's performance against Arkansas. All right, buddy, that's going to do it for this episode. And uh, next week we'll be getting you ready for the very stressful Iron Bowl, um, the one that makes everybody's hands ring. And by everybody, I mean mine. So uh, let's just uh, try and get through Arkansas and then – Try and get through uh, uh, Thanksgiving. That is stressful for everybody. It's the most overrated holiday in our holiday system, but uh, we'll get through it, and then it's Iron Bowl time. So until next week, roll tide, everybody. Roll tide, and happy Thanksgiving.